0: Based off what gender or what uh, category you fall in, or what categories you fall in, it's based off funny because it don't matter if you're funny. Once we put the people in there, the people are gonna be like, Oh, yeah, I, like I liked everybody, but this person was my favorite kind of thing. So that's like what I like at the end, of, at the end of the show. <clears throat> the people are kind of attached to whatever person they'll like the whole show, but they'll find somebody that's their favorite, and that's why I like about the show the best. Uh. I got something to sell,
1: just be my clientele. Don't miss your chance, baby. It's jumping up the scale. I'm just a day dreamer. Got what you mean, ball. I ain't gonna charge to floor. Just come and get something, you see, I wanna Welcome take back, everybody, to the, the Thieves side of Natural Podcast. I'm here, your host, Ryan Mercurio. To my right, Mr. Zach Jones.
0: Thank you for having me, sir. I'm happy to be here with you.
1: And to Zach's right, Mr. Brad
0: Sativa. Yeah, what's up, what's up? in the building, you know what it is.
1: Brad, actor, comedian, producer, uh give us a broad strokes. Brad, brag a little.
0: Oh, man, ain't nothing nothing really to brag on, man. Just uh just trying to change shit, man. I, I'd have been in Nashville for uh ten years now, uh going on eleven. So now it's uh now it's a different kind of vibe now. Now it's a different push. Now it's uh I oh, don't know. It's time to to make the next move. I'd have been I done lived so many lives since I've been in Nashville. And I, I don't say that in a weird way, but just I've done a lot of different stuff. But for the four last four years, I committed to this. and I don't know. It's been able to make some change, been able to make some progress, And, you know, just keep pushing. It's like a campaign. I'm like, get my campaign ready for 2020. You know what I'm saying? That's like the set it up for the next big step after that. But yeah, it's going through the process.
1: What is your most recent project i mean we can find you a lot of places
0: around town yeah yeah for sure uh so my most recent project i guess that i'm working on uh, i am the new uh, i guess nashville ambassador of a don't tell comedy um but that is an la based comedy company um what it is is that we do shows um in non-conventional comedy spots so like anywhere from like workspace uh record stores uh Pretty much any kind of like spot you could think of, from anywhere from alleys, rooftop apartments, rooftop, a social areas, apartment. Like we just do shows all over the country. And uh, so it's already been going in Chicago. It's been going on in Atlanta, uh, Denver, L.A., New York, and a few other markets. And so bringing it, finally been able to bring it to Nashville. And I'll be head, like a spearhead in that. And so I've been doing that. I've been scouting locations. We just got, finally got the first one. Locked down on the date. The best thing about it is that um, we're doing this thing. Uh, it's, it, the whole big thing about it is the top secret. Uh, people buy the tickets beforehand. They don't know the location. They don't know anything. Uh, the whole thing is that you kind of BYOB, and you bring your own thing. You bring your own, your own libation of what you want. And then, uh, and then yeah, so we do the shows top secret. We give you send out an email the day of, let you know the location. And that's kind of like the appeal of it. So, but yeah, we got that going on. And yeah, just pushing everything else that I kind of done in 17. we finishing up two specials right now, like two comedy specials. Um, my album is already out. Uh, my friend's album come out the first week of June. Uh, executive produced that album and helped coordinate everything. And then uh, we got the specials.
1: Your album, Sativa, right?
0: My album is, uh, yeah, my album called Petty. Yeah, so it's just that one. That's word. right. Yeah, Brad Sativa Petty. It's just cause uh, I talk about what I want, and I say petty shit, so that's that's kind of like the the gist of it.
2: <laughs> that uh that comedy club sounds pretty cool though. Like you mentioning like workspaces, that would be awesome. Yeah. Sounds like corporate you know events know I mean? stuff too, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's it's, 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 all, it's at all kind of different locations, man. It's almost anything you could like think about. They've had different shows at. and uh, so yeah, that's why it's gonna be interesting in Nashville. It's gonna be kind of cool because we got. Some different spots that nobody else got. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you yeah. could
1: do one at the uh, at the catio, at the cat cafe.
0: Well, it's <laughs> hey, I, I'm like theoretically, like you know what I'm saying. I if we had to, we will. Well, you know what I'm saying. But that's definitely my cup of tea. But see, it, see, I got a weird relationship with cats. You know what I'm saying? I don't, like, I don't really fuck with pets like that. You know what I'm saying? Not it, just, just my personal. I don't hate people. With pets like you do what you want. But personally, I, I'm just not a huge pet fan of myself because I don't I don't like cleaning up after nobody. I don't have any kids and shit, so it's like I don't want a responsibility for another living thing. But uh, the whole thing, yeah, I don't fuck with cats like it. It's like the cat cafe shit nasty to me. though. I don't know, it's nasty <laughs> to me because I don't know. I don't like touching like like cats and cat hair, cat dander and shit. I'm sneezing and shit that I'm trying to drink my coffee. And it smelled like coffee and cat piss and It's like, nah, I, I'm good. It's like better other places. I like to separate shit with cats. Because that's the whole thing. Like, living out this way, East Nashville, everybody's so like, every woman out here got a cat. You know what I'm saying? I'm a single man. So it's like, if, like out here, if you want to get laid, you going to- You, you got to take a, a Benadryl before yeah, you get Yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> I'm saying for her benefit. Yeah, it's going to be, because y'all be sneezing on them and shit. It's like, I can't do all this but shit. But what else you going to do? Yeah. What else you going to do? You got to-
1: uh, you also do the Radio Cafe hour too. Oh, uh, we do. We good got, friends.
0: Yeah, we actually do. We got that coming up uh, this Wednesday. Actually, uh, it's gonna be the third week of the month. But uh, but yeah, that's a good thing about that. I say it, it is a thing though. Uh, so you know that that's been a show that we've been doing going on two years now.
1: Yo, that show's dope. Radio Cafe, yeah, the venue, like a little cuddy venue right here on Gowden that You probably drive by all the time, yeah. And nobody knows, yeah. You'll uh, never know. Hella you know, cheap man. beer, it's a it's a hella good room for comedy, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's intimate, the roof is low, it's hella dark. Yep. I mean,
0: all that, yeah. Got yeah. a good little light, it's a good, yeah. It's one of my favorite rooms to do. The whole thing, though, uh, to, to mention that room, though, uh, we're actually getting ready to make a change. Uh, it's because we've been doing it for two years now, so the whole thing is that, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, Aaron Weber. Uh Who's a very talented comedian uh also Laura Peak, who's a very talented comedian and myself uh we all been uh, co-hosting that show for going on two years now, so the whole thing is that we have been fortunate that a lot of our like careers in the last two years uh, like last year and a half have gotten a lot busier, so we've to keep that show going, but we've to uh hand it down to like another like generation of comics you know what I'm saying oh, okay. to, to kind of, to keep the show going to keep the room going, but you know what I'm saying but to us, for give us a little more, uh, like running around room and doing some, uh, doing some else for, for our next go round. But yeah, that's one of my favorite rooms that we have in Nashville, and uh, yeah, it's like it's gonna be, it's been great like co-hosting, but also it's gonna be great to give other people opportunities because that's like, if if you hear about other scenes, that's what you kind of hear about what happens. Uh, it's a room in like New York called, uh, it's called the Knitting Factory and the whole thing is in Brooklyn, and the whole thing with the Knitting Factory, um, uh, what's his name, Hannibal Burris, used to run that room. That was his his self-production room. That's the room he used to produce his shows in. And the whole thing, when he got to his next level in his career, he handed that show down, and he handed it down to uh, some comedians named like, it's, uh, Will Miles, Kennedy DeForest, and uh, Clark Jones. And now it's like, that next go-round, uh, those guys of hitting they next they next turn in life, and they just handed the show off. So it's like, it's a, and like, that's a good thing to do, because you can keep these shows going and keep these rooms, but also, like, when you come back, you can also kind of like paying homage. Like, oh, yeah, I ain't been back. Like, it's good to have this room again kind of thing, so.
1: That, so that's how it works generally, kind of like, y- y'all sort of graduate and evolve, and then the next next generation comes along, I guess.
0: Yeah, see,
1: <clears throat> for Nashville, it's definitely
0: something new, because now we finally get to the point where, we graduating people where people are, I guess, like into that status, whatever. Like, okay. Well, we need to move on from this and go to the next step, but that's what they've been. So the whole thing is that, uh, for the last three years I've been traveling, uh, traveling to every major city that I could travel to travel to every little in-between city I could travel to. But a lot of things I like to uh, do when I go to these bigger cities, like, uh, like Denver, DC, Chicago, Atlanta, um, I like to see what they're doing and to kind of see what they seem doing because they're you know just a little more advanced.
1: Yeah, they're probably like three to five years ahead of us. Yeah, like we always yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And like with well, Chicago, you look at it, they phew, decades because they've been sending people to New York since uh since like before Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live was created because of pretty much Chicago improv, and um, so. Yeah. So the whole thing is that yeah, it's been that's like kind of looking at what's going on what's going on in other big cities and kind of like, "Oh, okay, that's what this person doing, that person doing that." And it's kind of good. It's kind of like to come back and it's like when you leave and you come back, you're coming back to uh to like to tell everybody else. It's kind of you like the you know what I'm saying? The person, you know what I'm saying, like the plug or whatever else uh yeah. and in more current terms or old school term more like a uh, you know what I'm saying? like a Paul Revere almost, be like, you know what I'm saying? So just like, yeah, we got this going, this coming up. You need to try to get to this room. This a good producer. This a good comedian. You should know if you go to this city. Just kind of create those kind of things. And you kind of find that's that's what, what I don't know, what, what is going to help this scene to grow as like a legitimate scene because of that. We're going to be able to have things to come back to and have more opportunities. So I'm very proud of that.
1: Y'all are probably the first group to, y'all three or four of you, you and Laura and Aaron are, are man, it seems like the first kind of homegrown group to do that.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. We definitely trying to push. Yeah, it's it's been a lot going, I say this, it's been a lot of comedy going on in Nashville. It's been comedy going on probably like the last 15 years in Nashville. Uh, but also it's, in them 15 years, there's a lot changed. You got a whole internet uh, thing that's different now. You got a whole uh, different more opportunities now because we probably went from like three or four mics a week when I first started to the opportunity to go to eight or nine in a, if it's in, in a given week. So now we got more opportunity, and so that's I think that's what got us the opportunity for us to go up more by us getting able to go up eight times a week sometimes, or that gets us time to actually to be able to go somewhere else and go outside the city. You don't see a drop off, you know what I'm saying? Nobody be like, oh yeah, there's we Atlanta, but oh, that person's from Nashville. You can tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, now nah, we can send some people out now that we know it ain't gonna be no drop-off in any shows. They can do- go and do shows all around the country and be able to 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 be able to survive. And I think that's what's the best thing, actually, about the Southeast in general, is that you get to do so many uh, different crowds in, like, a, in a per capita area. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, we get to do all kind of, like, we can do any kind of shows. I've been fortunate in Nashville. I've been able to do uh, what what they call alt rooms, alternative shows, uh, I've been able to do urban shows, black what they call black rooms. I've been able to do uh like club crowds, my own independent shows that I do. I've been able to do uh like uh, gay lesbian L- L- LGBTQ Um, I've been able to do those type of rooms. I've been able to actually produce some shows uh for them as well. You know, what I'm saying on behalf of my support and being an ally. You know, what I'm saying so. I like to get it in front lines. A lot of people say. They support people. I like to be on the front lines. Try support smaller subgroups. groups. Uh, I uh, I used to do an all ladies show. I want to get that struck back up, but also I want to like, I want to book it throughout the southeast. Though I want to get some of the best talent, so it's not just locally based, but they can see some of the best ladies uh, in the country. I just want to just build all that up. So
1: word, yo G, you went last week into a third coast comedy club, right?
2: Yeah, I actually, last night I did. Uh, I saw a sketch comedy show. Your mom, but a friend of mine, Greg Manning, he was in it. Um,
0: but yeah.
1: Brad, you performed there a bunch. I've seen you work there before.
0: Yeah, it's uh the best thing about that club. It's uh it's almost would be considered like a supplemental club to uh to Zany's. Uh It's uh, because it's open to more forms of uh of comedy, not just uh, not just stand up. They they have opportunities to do different types of shows. Other uh, they let other producers. Um, Around the town, like so, anywhere from improv producers to comedy producers to do different shows up there. They have their own improv things, they have an open mic up there. It's probably the best, like, we would call civilian open mic in the city.
2: Okay. Is that like just people trying out, wanting to, to give it a shot?
0: No, it's the, like where it's like people that's not doing comedy that show up. It's like, oh, okay. Is I don't know somehow in the, the word of mouth we get a lot of probably anywhere from probably about thirty people who like not there for comedy, they might be there to support somebody going up for the first time whatever. But it's been consistently probably by the last three months been a good crowd in there every week, and so that's been a blessing to the, the work on jokes in front of some different people. That's not just comics, but yeah, it's uh it's good that Third Coast give us that opportunity to have a later mic and uh to the to do comedy in front of real people.
2: You do like stand up? Is that your specialty, or do you have you try it all?
0: Yeah, stand up is yeah definitely. I'm caught up with stand up though. It's like um, I'm not really okay. So I'm saying this: stand up to me is the hardest, the hardest form of all that stuff because it's uh, like you you going up there with your thoughts. It's not a team. It's like so. It's pretty much like if you do well, you do well because of you. And if you do bad, you do bad because of you. And that's why I guess I'm more into like stand-up than improv. Like, I don't want to be like, go up there and you like bomb, but you feel like you did all right and everybody else bombed or somebody <laughs> else be like, man, we, got, we do what a had good if it's your ass. You don't pick up, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I can see like a lot of turmoil, <laughs> turmoil with myself with that. So, I, yeah, I just, I like comedy. Um, I have been getting more into the, the sketch and uh, also I'm writing a web series currently, but comedy is where, that's where, I don't know, that's where I want to be able to always fall on. So if I build a good foundation of comedy, it's like, okay, there's a lot of people like you see, like a lot of viral comics, which I, I'm one of the people I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I really don't because the whole thing is that uh, it's enough opportunity for everybody and I ain't paying them people bills. They ain't paying my bills. You know what I'm saying? Like they got five kids at home or they got this going on and they making money now doing internet. Who am I to to, to, to care what you know what, I'm saying, what they got going on. They, had, they ain't affecting me. They ain't stopping me from doing what I need to do. And I, I'm actually going about it a different way. I'm one of the people, I'm more hands on. I want to get to the, I want to build the foundation of my base from shaking hands, kissing babies. Like I said, it's a campaign with me. You know what I'm saying? I, like I'm at the end of the show, I'm out at the door, like, you know what I'm saying, hitting people when they coming out. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's up? Thanks for coming out. Appreciate y'all supporting comedy. Especially the people who come to like the non conventional places, the ones come to the bars or, that's not a zanies where they come to see a certain headline, i like to definitely be at those doors to appreciate them for supporting live comedy, supporting comedy in its rawest form because you don't know what you're getting with a lot of them showcases. You don't know well, you, you you going out on a limb, especially if you pay a little money for it and you don't know any names on there. It's like you going out on a limb, so I like to make sure people know at least that it's a heart beating here, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like I ain't just doing this. I'm, I'm trying to connect. And that's helped me out with even with, my my you know what I'm saying I do hats, I do T shirts, I do hoodies. i d I've been, been doing uh clothing about the last year and a half and that's been a blessing. That's literally saved my life. I paid rent at least I've been doing a year and a half, I at least paid rent five five, six times, you know what I'm saying? Just from like fucking hustling money off of hats and shirts. You know what I'm saying? That's a different feeling than knowing that can that can happen.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, All your gear has sativa on it. In yeah. some form, yeah. I like that hat. Yeah, yeah.
0: For, for sure. It's uh so I started off with the sativa hat by itself and then I flipped the color to uh RBG which is red, black and green. I flipped that color. Uh then I started uh then I came with the petty design, the petty that's like my album. So I used like my hat with me wearing a hat that's my album cover. That was like the, the my album logo. So I got the petty hat, and then I. then people was like, Oh no, Intika, blah 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 blah. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I'm going to start doing some runs. So I started getting some Intica hats. And I changed the low up just a little bit uh, with the Stars and the Tennessee thing. And then that grew from that. Then people was like, I want dad hats. So we got dad hats. People like, I want beanies. And we got beanies. Yeah. We got crew necks and hoodies. And now we got, like, I got three different T-shirts rolling, roaming around now. And I got an, another supplemental uh, logo, which is uh, – it's the sativa bear, which is me as a little high bear. So, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah.
1: So, uh, <laughs> we can't be the first to ask how you got the name sativa.
0: No, it's yeah. – um, which is, uh, so, the whole thing is that I've been smoking uh, for 21 years coming up. So, yeah, and I'm not that old. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I'm older 21, of course, but, yeah. So, I've been smoking 21 years, which is well over half of my life. And uh, so the whole thing was that I've been smoking weed all my life. And so I was doing actual music. And a part of my last, uh, my music name was Sativa. Uh, this is kind of a weird story. So the whole thing, I started comedy in like uh, February 2015. And so uh, I started comedy and I was doing it for like two months. And then two months in, um, I always had a trip planned to like uh, to Denver. To go to like 420 Fest, Hot Time Fest and all that shit. So I went down to Denver and I went and did a Hot Time Fest. I mean, like did like not doing no comedy, just did all the regular tour shit, like smoking a lot. I'm out there with like eight of my friends and family that I grew up with. So we leave that, we go to, it was 420, we went to a, uh, a Snoop Dogg concert. And at that Snoop Dogg concert, I, I was, we of course it was a party, it was like, everybody, you got something, get your smoking thing, your apparatus, your bowl, your blunt, whatever. Sure. It out and let's smoke. And as as everybody lit that up and smoke, I started looking around the crowd. And uh, the crowd it was crazy. It was like uh, black people, white people, uh, Asian people, Indian people, Hispanic people, Latinx people, all kind of, uh, every type of person. It was young people from young as 18 to people as old as 60. And people dressed different. People looked like hippies. People looked like gangsters. People looked like fucking nerds, yuppies, everything. All the kind of person that you could describe was in there all because of weed, though, and Snoop Dogg. So I was like, man, I look. I said, this is what my crowd looked like. Like, I, I realized two months in, I looked at that crowd. I was like, nah, this is what my crowd look like. These are the people who are going to get my brand of comedy because they're going to be on the same kind of influence I'm under, which is weed. I don't even, it was funny, I don't even really do weed comedy. I barely say anything about weed, which is funny, but that's the whole kind of significance of it. I do that on purpose because weed is just, well, it's always been there, you know what I'm saying? I always think, like most of the shit I think is stupid as hell, is like when I'm high as hell, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, that's dog. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why, that's the reference, because I'm usually always high. And so it's like, that's when I'm in my, I feel I'm like my funniest, most creative, is when I'm like in that state, I guess. So that's that's the significance of being sativa. So when I came back though, uh, came back from that trip, my, uh, my I had two roommates. Uh, we stayed in this three bedroom house out of like White's Creek. It was a fat ass house. It was like probably my favorite house because I had a garage. I used to just smoke in the garage. and White women over, we were smoking. The garage. It was the best. But um, I came back, and both of my roommates were DJs. So they both were like in the, they had day jobs. Like I had one too, but we all was like dreamers. But I was starting a new comedy thing. I was two months in. So I come back, and my roommate was like, hey man, your car a little fucked up, man. You could have used that money. You went to them for. You could have did this. You could have did that. Blah, blah, blah. He trying to tell me what I can do. I'm like, hey man, like, Hey bro, I don't know. It's like I can do I yeah, you right by playing that before all list and the whole thing is that I got accomplished what I need to get accomplished. I know what I need to be doing. So he was like, Yeah, blah blah blah. What you what you think? What is that? Right, I'm right. Like, man. Get it how you live. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, No, I'm I'm like, man, I'm doing comedy. And then he was like, Comedy? What the hell are you talking about, man? Like, man, you got a college degree, man. You smart as hell. Like, what the hell you think you'll do with comedy? Like, how do you think that you different from everybody else? I'm like, man, phew, that pissed me off. I'm like. It pissed me out so bad, man. It put a fire under me, man. I had, like, I, I didn't even like it. wasn't even a little fighting fury kind of thing either. It was more like, okay, then, all right, cool, cool, all right, then, fuck you then. And like, not even like in a mean way, but just like, all right, that's your opinion, I'm going to show you different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Kind of thing. So it lit a fire under me, which my first two months, I kind of just played where it was like more or less like me figuring out how to be comfortable on stage more than doing jokes. I wasn't worried about writing jokes. I was more, See if I could spontaneously or more using whatever was that day and be funny. So I started collecting my ideas and started actually writing. I started hitting every open mic. I started going to the ones that they said was the hard ones. I started going to any show I could do. I started going to fucking uh, spoken word open mics. I started going to every opportunity to get in front of people. And I started doing that for the next two months. I just committed to that. And I just, it was like an epic summer where I say it's like I started at, that, that was. When I came back from 420 weekend, so from 420 weekend to June 26th, it was like I just went on a, a rampage, bro. I just started going to open mics to start just like ripping up shit. And then it started getting to the point where my friend's like, hey man, like you wanna get you wanna do your first show? You wanna get some time? I'm like, Yeah. So I did my first show, June 26, 2015. And from that show, I was like, all right, this is my first show. I did 12 minutes and I felt I could do more time. So from that show, to the end. So to December thirty first, two thousand fifteen, I did forty shows. And like Dang. in like pretty much like less than half a year now. So I was like, okay, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm pushing different now. So the whole thing right after that, I was like, all right, the next goal for the next year is I gotta do a hundred shows. I gotta do a hundred shows in two thousand sixteen. You know what I'm saying? So I was like all right. so I, that was my goal, that was my focus. I did a hundred shows by by that August, like two thousand sixteen. So I was like after that, I quit counting. You know I'm so saying I ain't counted show since, so I don't say at this point I don't know probably five hundred five hundred shows in, cause first year forty, second year probably about a I probably had two hundred in the first, probably had four hundred two the first two years. So the third year I probably did another. I probably did like hundred and eighty, my if not more. And then this last year I probably did about two hundred fifty. Damn. So, so I'm probably 500 shows in like four years. I know. mean, as long, long as I
1: yeah, as long as we've known you, I would say you're always working. Yeah. Like every time I ask somebody, oh, hey, do you know Brad? Because I like to go out from time to time and see y'all. And every time I say you're always working.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And uh, and the other thing is, yo, 12 minutes is a hell a long time. Like, three minutes, like, speaking out loud on a stage in front of people, three minutes, hell long. Yo, know, 12, 15 oh, yeah. minutes, that's hella long.
0: Yeah, it was, it was like, sometimes you don't even realize that. That's why the whole thing was like, when when the beginning, it don't matter what time people offered me, I'll take it, I'll say I had it, it don't matter they... Like, I mean, the first time I went to this club, it was in Jackson at the time, It was, uh, but it closed since then. But it was like, hey, yeah, can you do 20 minutes? Said, yeah, yeah, I can do 20. I'm lying. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the whole thing, I went up there and we did them 20, though. You know what I'm saying? I went up there start started playing with the crowd up front, do this and doing this, and, uh, right, right. and got through them 20 minutes. And then I was like, okay, I can do this shit. And just start getting myself more and more confidence, because... By the first year, I could I was doing thirty minute sets. I was doing thirty, forty, five minute sets. I, I can say forty five. I did my biggest set I did within my first year was thirty seven. That was the longest set, but that's like that's a good amount of time. That's
2: how long it, in one yeah, year for, though.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's a long time. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, like, the Sativa branding is, like, amazing because people are going to fuck with that just because, you know, how oh, they yeah. said, how they said they want to indica as well. Yeah, man. It makes so much sense. It's awesome.
0: It's crazy, man. Like, it's like, okay, it's like a weird fraternity thing with people who own my merch, bro. And it's and it's weird, bro. And it's like my roommate, or my old roommate, who's a black guy, you know what I'm saying, like, one of my best dudes I grew up, not grew up, but in the last 10 years, like, in our adulthood, hung out. You know what I'm saying? We would have been through dirt, you know what I'm saying, together. Like, my dude, dude. Like, black dude, for real. Like, like from the streets. You know what I'm saying? But he wore my beanie out. He be like, man, I was out today, man. Some nerdy white dude was like, do you know Brad? You know what I'm saying? It was like, he was like, what the fuck? He like, man. So he even knew. He was like, oh, damn, it's different now. Yeah, it's different. Like I look, He looked at me different from just being his roommate. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was like, damn. Like, I got white people approaching and, me you know what, what I'm mean, saying like, that you know, yeah.
1: white guy wasn't scared to come talk yeah. to the big black
0: guy because he felt because he had yeah <laughs> because, because he, had my, yeah, cause he had my head on he knew he had to be cool in some way you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah, Which, yeah, yeah. if you see my old roommate I ain't like he ain't he ain't no happy go lucky guy he, he a cool happy guy but if you don't know him he could be just looking fucked up in the face he could look very intimidating man <laughs> I, yeah that just because that's how he is and he always, he'll tell you how he feel right then he's a, like an outspoken person so but him to like be like yeah, for people to approach him, it definitely, man, you label the difference. And that's that's funny to me, though. I'd have people send me messages. Uh, I got this one message just from like Murfreesboro, one of my friends. Uh, it was a, a professor who also a comedian here. He was, uh, was, the car in front of him had a sativa hat in the back window. So he took a picture like in traffic, like that's like with my hat in the back window. Yeah, it's crazy, man. My, I got a friend that took it to the, uh, to the Golden Triangle over there by like Laos and all that and uh, Philippines and all that shit. So his friends took it to England. You know what I'm saying? I got, yeah, these heads are like, people like love doing it though, taking pictures and they send them to me, doing all kind of crazy stuff. Like, girls, hot girls are sending me pictures wearing my brand. You know what I'm saying? I posted a few weeks ago. It was like, I remember being young, you know what I'm saying? When I'm middle school and shit. You buy all the Tommy Hill figure, Nautica, Polo, you buy all the Jordans and all the Nikes and all that stuff to try to. To impress the women and impress your peers, and it's like now, like I'm in my thirties now, so now it's like, all right, cool. Now I'm wearing my own brand, and that's what like women come and ask me about that. You know what I'm saying? And women want to work wear, wear my brand. Women yeah. want to wear my t-shirt, my hats, and that's like, all right, yeah, that's a different move. I feel like, yeah, that's a whole different like grown man shit to me. You know what I'm saying? And like, and the whole thing is they bought it because they like they like the hat, but they like you know they like the hat first. That's why they bought it, but then over the time we didn't build friendship. Because if somebody support me enough to invest that kind of money in my brand, of course I'm gonna invest like some some knowledge in the, the thing of hanging out with them. They some cool people, right? Right. And so, uh, so yeah, it's it's like a weird thing where people are all like, oh yeah, I get man when I go there. Or when I go there, it's like people always like ask me about it. I get hit up about it when I wear to the airport. It's so funny. I used to bartend for, uh, for this one spot, and everybody always come in. What's, what what, what what's, what's up with the hat? I like to head. What's up with it? But it's always a conversation starter.
1: And it's they must same. ask you if you're holding.
0: Some people are. Uh, some people do comment me like that. But then, but it's most people pretty respectable? Uh, I kind of after to explain to them what what's going on, and they kind of let it ride, kind of thing. Uh, it's like so, the whole thing is like that's what even with my boss. Like where I used to wear it at work. The whole thing is my boss seen me talking. Man, he seen how much I was hustling with the comedy, so he respected my hustle of what I was doing. And that's why he was like, nah, you wear your hat. Why you taking your hat off? What i wear it. What you talking about? You hustling. I kid. he seen me working and hustling. So he's he was down to support it because he seen what I was doing. Yeah. Kind of thing. So that's how I like that's the whole thing with it. It's like I ain't scared to wear it because people ask dumb questions. But even when I go out of town though, that's why I love it. Because I could I can get some good smoke pretty much anywhere in the southeast. I can you know what I'm saying? Like that's one thing about the head man, I get offered of so much weed when I was man. It's funny, like I said, I can go any city right now. I can be passing through. I can you tell me where we want to go, and I can hit up somebody on the way. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's more like that when I go to cities, people bring me weed, man. I was man, it's crazy, bro. I I done had not have even
1: in like what if like even down in like because you you perform all over the southeast, yeah. Even in like like the swamp, like in Mississippi, like I Alabama. Don't,
0: I don't go to. What, Okay, I ain't gonna lie. I've never been to Mississippi because the whole thing I won't go to Mississippi until they pay, like they pay me. Cause for and I ain't been, like and I put like just like you like I'll go on a run. I ain't saying it, like like that, but I'm not gonna go out my way to go to Mississippi, man. It's just some way. I just man after I seen I ain't gonna lie, bro. I seen Mississippi burning, bro. It's like a nine ten year old, bro. I ain't never been able to look at that goddamn state the same. <laughs> that shit fucked me up, man. I'm like, oh no, you know what I'm saying. And I grew up in Tennessee. I ain't saying Tennessee sparkling like representation of herself either, but it's different though. But yeah, when I go, man, Alabama, Huntsville, I got some people that fuck with me. They pull up, man, like they drop weed off to me. Like, yeah, what's up? You in town? Yeah, I'm gonna come through. Hey, I'm gonna get a little something, something since you're in town. Like, yeah, yeah. People do that. Then I got, you know, so I got the hat, so everybody always want to want to barter. You know what I'm saying? So it's right, like, right, yeah, right, right. like I never have a, a problem. You know what I'm saying? Kind of that. And then some places I like, go, I go in Atlanta. I got my friends down there. They show me love, love, man. I feel like a little kid, like a kid. You know how? Man, every time I leave the house, I'm talking about, they be like, hey, nah, bro, you can't leave the house without a few joints. They hand me pre-rolls, man. It looked like bigger cigarettes. Like, man, I was like, Hell, yeah, people yeah. be taking care of me with the smoke. It's weird, man. I was in Austin, bro. We was at the festival. Uh, me and my friend, man, we were like, we was like, we both in the festival, so we down there. We smoking the whole time. We got our little weed, but then we start we getting ready to run out. So right before, I'm talking about maybe eight, nine hours right before I got to get on my plane. I got to leave like five o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? But the whole thing was like, I'm just going to just smoke, drink all the way through, and just go to sleep on a plane. So that's why. But right before I left, man, uh, somebody brought me a goddamn quarter of weed (laughs) eight hours before, bro. Somebody was like, I heard you was looking for weed, Brad. It's like, huh, here you go. I was like, what? It was man, <laughs> it was amazing, bro. That's like I was like, damn, why y'all taking care of me like that? It was like that was the, that was bomb for somebody. Just like they gave me that free ass quarter, bro. So I was like, damn, fuck, all right, let's do it. So I wrote all these big hog leg ass joints. I wrote these fat motherfuckers and the whole thing, it's like, man, at the end I gave like two away, you know what I'm saying? And then I like I then I kept the rest, smoked them all out. But then the next day my friend missed his flight and cause uh he supposedly got the same day, but he was like, Hey man, Hey, bro, like, I missed my flight. But then, goddamn, he's like, I wake up, I'm looking for weed, then I smell it, I put my jacket back on, and then I, I find that big-ass hog leg joint you gave me. It was like, <laughs> man, so it was like, man, it's weird, man, the weed shit. It's like, it's, I found out as soon as I, my first time out of town, people start giving me weed. So ever since then, yeah, I get a lot of free weed.
2: Hell, yeah, because <laughs> it's like you said, you... That's the crowd that you're targeting. You yeah. know, you know what you're gonna get.
0: Cause people know I'm cool. They know, like, oh, this dude gotta be cool. It's like, yeah. yeah, he got a sativa. Like, oh yeah. They look at him like look at him. You know what I'm saying? People look at me, know I smoke good. You know, what I'm saying? at least smoking. I always have to talk talk shit, but yeah, but it's a thing. That's why I don't know. That's why I'm glad to have that represent representation that uh, rep that rep reputation. That's what that's one of the things I'm doing. I'm working on sketches now. One of my first sketches kind of based off that. It's like I'm going to court, and you know what I'm saying and like. The the cop you know what I'm saying who arrests me while I'm in court says that he smelled like regular weed coming from the car, and then I have my lawyer like go, I'll be like, I'm like objection, like my client don't smoke no goddamn regular weed, he smokes sativa, good man. <laughs> <laughs> so man, so whole thing the case get thrown out because the judge know too, like yeah, man, bro, you, man, I didn't believe that. It's man. right I in his it. name. <laughs> yeah, it's like man, yeah, so it's like, but this shit like that though, man, it's just like it's kind of like people know my reputation, people know. Like every time, that's why now, like when people meet me, other like weed heads, man, like I get to meet a lot of dope, like 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 weed women. You know what I'm saying? It's like like when I say it, like yeah, it's a lot of like professional like like women that uh, that that's in the weed business. That's one one of the new business for, mm-hmm. like women because they get they they can be just as informative as any man in that, and then also everybody everybody loves to see an attractive woman. Smoking, rolling up, There's just an attractive thing about that. It don't matter. You're probably gay or straight.
2: Uh, you were talking about different festivals that you were, like, applying for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, where are places you might be, like, hoping to play at?
0: Oh, okay. It's, um. so, it's a few big ones. Uh, I guess the biggest one that I applied to is called Big Sky. Um, Montana? Yeah, yeah. It so, um so the whole thing is, is a few ones that's bigger than the other ones, obviously on festivals. So, uh Laughing Skull is one of them based out of Atlanta. That was actually this weekend. I didn't apply for that one cause, uh for a few reasons. It's nothing that, like it's nothing I had against the festival. It's just uh the festival I didn't have the festival video that I wanted. Like because that's one of the best festivals. I wanted to have the tip top shape video. And then by that time it was so expensive, by the time I got that video I was like, Nah man, it's cool, I'll pass and um but now it's like I got the video when I went out to Denver, which three days later, after I could have submitted to the lab school, I went out to Denver, and I got the one that I wanted. That's the video that I did. I did it at the club up there, uh, Comedy Works, which not one known as one of the best clubs in the comedy. It was a competition. I won the competition, and it was yeah, it was just a good showing. So I got that tape now, and I know that it's a good tape. It's fire, you know what I'm saying? I know I did some good shit on that. So it's the first, That's the first time out of all the competitions I, you know, all the tapes I ever had. This is the first time. This is the most confident any of my band. So, um, so I sent that out. So, Big Sky, so Big Sky is uh, yeah, it's in Montana, Billings, Montana. It's uh, one of the best ones in the country. Uh, the best thing about it because it's like industry there, but then it's industry in Montana. So it's like when you in Montana, it's like you can't run nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So if you get in with an end, I'm saying you can. I'm just saying like you meet a producer at a show. By the end of the day, you you probably gonna go to the same party. You are gonna go to the same bar at the end difference from like going to Chicago you go to Chicago there's a million places to go to get something to eat at uh-huh. there's a million places to go to bars at It's a million places to find the scene like somebody come to, even to Nashville they come out here they were like we can go to these shows or whatever and people can end up a hundred places afterwards though because we got so much shit in Nashville yeah. but in Bill and Montana what you gonna go and, and so that's like let's say somebody might even not even they might like my comedy but over the weekend they might like my personality you know what I'm saying that's, that's kind of the that's but, an
1: advantage, man. That's an Dude. advantage. So
0: that's one reason like, I, I hold it. That's the one. That one's a big one, though. Like I said, there's only only 28 people in the country get in on that. It's like in the fall, I think. Uh, Out of Bounds Comedy Festival, that's in Austin. Uh, 208, that's in Boise, Idaho. Asheville Comedy Festival. It used to be Laughing Asheville. That's in uh, North Carolina. Big, and then Red Clay, Atlanta, Lookout, that's Chattanooga. I did that last year, but I still want to fuck with them. But like I said, I still like to stay... In Tennessee, and then fly over St. Louis, and then yeah, so that's the ones I submitted to so far. I'll submit a few more. My does, goal is half at least. You know what I'm saying? Half, I feel like I did right. You know what I'm saying? Big Sky would be the look, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> do like does Nashville
0: do anything like that? Do they have like a comedy festival or? We have we do have one comedy festival. It's called Nashville Comedy Festival. Uh, that one's is different though. It's, it's a curated festival, so it's like the clubs and the producers like pick that. It's like from, it's like all professional. Uh, when I say that, it's like I, I was on the festival this year, so uh, I've been on. I've been on that festival the last two years because my show been on the festival. But you know what I'm saying. But there's not a lot of a lot of local people on there. But it's lo- more a lot of bigger names. But we was fortunate because we got a a successful brunch show that we was able to get added to the festival the last two years.
1: Brunch of Laughs. Mm-hmm. You and Laura, right? You and Laura yeah, Peak.
0: Yeah, me and Laura Peak. It's a different vibe, man. It's um so the whole thing is that it's on Saturdays and it's uh started at two o'clock. So usually people already had their real brunch. But if they if they want brunch food we still have brunch food available. But they do the mimosas, the Bloody Mary's uh, champagne all that shit we do all that like we kind of keep it played mostly like hip-hop and r&b music so uh it's got a, like a little tick to it like so when people sitting down it's like you waiting your 30 minutes to the show you hearing all kind of like rap music you drink mimosas you drink your bloody mary. so it gives it kind of a little energy but then the first thing we do we pop a bottle of champagne on stage and have a toast with the audience and then from there it's kind of like yeah we're going to a party mode like party and comedy and so it's uh it's a fun time. We get good feedback. It's been a, sh- a great show. The last festival, that's kind of what helped it out. We had all these, all these uh, good names come on the show. Like uh, a lot of good people that have bigger names than us did the show. Uh, and so a lot of them did late night sets last year. A lot of them, some of them on TV regularly. And they did the show. But after they left, they had a lot of good words and good things to say about that show on a podcast. And So that was a good look for all of us. We got some funny ladies, guys, different backgrounds, people of color, orientation. That's what we we try to book, like some of the best lineups. It's not based off anything, but it's based off comedy. It's not based off what gender or what uh, category you fall in or what categories you fall in. It's based off funny because it don't matter if you're funny. Once we put the people in there, the people gonna be like, "Oh yeah, like I liked everybody, but this person was my favorite," kind of thing. So that's like what I like at the end at the end of the show. <clears throat> that people are kind of attached to whatever person. They'll like the whole show, but they'll find somebody that's their favorite. And that's what I like about the show the best.
2: Yeah. It sounds like, uh, from what I can tell, I mean, you really stress, like, diversity and that one to include everybody in your crowd and stuff like that. It sounds dope. Be-
0: because it's like, okay, it's like <clears throat> one thing I always see. Uh, like, a lot. Of, I see a lot of pandering in comedy. And uh, who was that dude last week that came out? Uh, Nick something, Nick the the Polo, the, Nick the Polo, yeah, like that dude, like yeah, okay, uh, he's he's a a, a right leaning comic, okay, cool, cool and dandy, that's fine. I promise, I ain't the type of comedy even give a damn about that. But I will say this, that he's a hack though. That shit was like it was trash. You know what I'm saying? It like not even knocking him, it was just the comedy wise, it wasn't funny. He was talking about sixteen year olds sending text messages behind the FUD ruckers. I it wasn't even it's not a sixteen year, it's probably about fifteen, sixteen year olds in America that know what a FUD Rucker is, because they've been gone. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like bro, you out of touch. Yeah. You, you ain't know what the fuck you talking about. These these old ass tags. And I literally posted about that. I was like, man, these old ass tags, I know he was out of touch. I didn't say nothing about any of the controversial stuff yeah. that he said. People was getting on my post saying controversial shit. I'm like, I didn't even say nothing controversial. I just said his jokes was and it That did. was the least of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then people. That's why. That's how I seen that people are sheep out here. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I didn't even say nothing about politics. I said, I said because he talking about FUD records and sixteen year olds. I know he was out of touch. That's <laughs> literally what my comment said. I had people be like, Oh, he's an OG. He's he can say what he wants. I'm like, I didn't say nothing that he couldn't. I like I did that on purpose because I like to see people reaction because that's what that's the whole thing. Like I'm a like, I'm a marketing major. That's what I went to college for. That's what my degree in. But I also took a lot of psychology classes. So I got a psychology concentration. I got a business administration concentration. So I like to see how people's minds work. And people be exposing themselves all the time. So it's funny to me. It's like, so like, even with that. So I pride myself on being able to be funny in front of everybody. I was like, I done did conservative rooms. All white conservative rich people. Man, I did a show, bro, in Columbia, Tennessee, man. It was funny as hell. It was like. Before I get up there, it's like everybody, do, like everybody, like all these rich people. So it's like a rich people open mic, a glorified, like in not even a bad way. They just got money. They don't have to leave and come to Nashville to open mics. They got money. They got careers, kids, all kind of shit. So they bring the comedy to them, kind of thing. So I'm hearing all these jokes. I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn. I don't know if they're going to like me, bro. i was like, man, <laughs> I'm here where they laughing at. Bro, I go up there. I'm going to do my jokes, expecting this shit to go bad. These people are loving the shit, falling out their chairs and shit, laughing. Invite me back. I done came back so many times, bro. Like they, they paid That's one of my best paying jobs now. And when I go out there, but the whole thing is when I went out there, it was like it was like judges from like two different counties that stayed there. that was at the show. It was TBI agents, cops, sheriffs. It was lawyers. It was odd doc. All these fucking like kind of elitists, especially for a, a town like Columbia, Tennessee. where it was all these different type of people there, bro. At the end, by the end of it, I had them on my side so much. I was like, hey, man, look. Hey, I was going to end it like this, but I don't even know I can do these jokes in front of y'all. It's too much law enforcement. I had a TBI agent talking about, do the weed jokes. Do the weed jokes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got y'all ass now. TBI said I can do these jokes. And then, so, yeah, I'm doing my weed jokes in front of TBI agents because they wanted to hear it, man. It's like, yeah, so it's like... but. That's something that going into it though, you don't even know that's an option. Sometimes you like until you go and do it. Like I had, I told you I had a predetermination, uh, like predetermined, like a, like an analysis about them. I I analyzed them, and like I don't know, we'll see. They
1: got you, dog.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> know what I'm saying. That's and it don't happen often. And like to be the, for real, like usually when I, I play my laws of averages, I'm pretty on point with it. I know how. Like that's why I customize jokes. It's like I don't necessarily like cater to nobody. I don't pander, but I I'd be like all right. I used to do this joke, like my, my opener for like for probably about a year and a half, two years, and I still pull it out and be like, all right, I go to go out there if I don't know how the crowd going, I'll be like, all right, who loves Jesus out of here? And I'll start out with that. And then if the crowd like, ah, I love Jesus, amen. I'd be like, all right, I I ain't gonna do I ain't doing gay Jesus tonight. I ain't gonna do the gay Jesus joke. They can't handle that. And I start knowing that they can't handle it. I'll be like, no, I ain't gonna do this joke, they can't handle that. And so, but then if they be like, uh, oh, Jesus i be like, okay, I can do it. Every, everything I fucking want with these people, don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like, but that used to be my barometer, though. I throw that joke out there, I know who, what I could do. Yeah. You That's know what the I'm
1: diagnostic. Yeah yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's, it's, it's like, so I'd be like, all right. And then the joke funny, that joke by itself is funny. So it don't matter if you are a Christian or not, if it's a well written joke. So even with that joke, I still, like it still always goes well. But it also lets me know what kind of crowd I was dealing with. So I'll go into a different lane of jokes. I'll go this way with jokes just because it's like, my whole, my whole like philosophy, and a lot of comics may not even be- agree with this, but like, but for me, I it's my feel it's my job as long, as, especially if somebody paying me, it's my job for me to have like the best set with them people, and uh, you know what I'm saying. It's me to give them a good show. It's not for me then me to go up there and like bring it like the bang their head in with a lot of bullshit. And and like I could, but if I'm I know if I'm in down, I know if I'm in somewhere Tennessee or somewhere Georgia, I ain't like I ain't got a goddamn do Trump jokes. Even why I don't even really do Trump jokes. That's not really my thing. Like I talk about social issues for sure, like racism, sexism, all that. I do talk about that. But I don't like talk about Trump because I think everybody else doing it. It's like so it's not even no use of dividing the crowd of somebody who like don't even know me the dude don't know me. He don't know me. It's, like yeah. Trump don't know me. Why I'm wasting my time, wasting my breath. If right. I agree with him or not, it don't matter. It's like why I'm wasting my breath on it. It's pandering to me. Cause I'm pandering one way or the other one. Cause if I'm talking about Trump all the time, I'm either used to doing it in a crowd that love him, and I know I can do it, or I'm doing it in a crowd that hate him, and I know I can do it. So it's like you don't get to me. You don't get stronger as a comic doing like real Trump jokes unless you really lock into it. And I don't think that's waste like worth my time. Yeah, it's or, like the
2: easy target.
0: Yeah, it's like man, you cut on TV right now. Like it's gonna be at least tonight alone. By the end of the night on uh, late night TV it's probably going to be 50, 50 to 60 Trump jokes tonight. And then the Mars will be another 50. So you're talking about five days a week, that's 250 Trump jokes. Yeah, that's, that's just on national TV. That's not talking about every open mic in America. That's not talking about every goddamn showcase in America. It, it's kind of, like, to me, it's pandering. It's, it's it's low-hanging fruit. And it's just, like, but somebody in my position, for, for somebody on a late-night TV, they can do it all day. They can do, because, you know what, well, like I said, they're going to do five or six Trump jokes a night. So it don't matter. A, you got a team of writers. You, so so you burning through all this material. It don't matter. But for somebody like me, I don't need to be just putting a lot of energy. If me putting two, three hours into like writing Trump jokes or writing political jokes every day and then for me to throw them out every day, I, I can't afford to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like, Not for me to make my progression in comedy. I can't do that. If yeah. somebody hired me and want me to write Trump jokes, I'm behind the scene. I write all the goddamn Trump jokes you want. Will you pay me for that? But from my own time where I feel that I'm paying myself in time, I can't afford to pay myself that writing Trump jokes.
2: Yeah, you're challenging yourself, you know, yeah, to my,
0: develop. Yeah, I can, it's, it's, it's going to be better. The shit I come up with later, like this whole thing, I, I wouldn't really do too much about my life like the first few years. I'm just getting into talking talk about my life. And so it's uh it's different now. And like, so now I'm finding a different lane. It's like t- me talking about my life and opening it up in that way is different. So I think now I'm going to start entering into the best comic and some of the best comedy I've been doing. Like Which, like, like now I think the stuff that I'm going to start going towards and start reaching towards is going to be some of the best stuff I create.
1: I'm not surprised one bit that you have a marketing degree. And now I see I, it. Like it yo know, it's like conscious decision with the sativa.
2: Yeah. Uh I'm with sure. the
1: like you said even with comedy with I'm going to talk about this stuff now and that's only a year and a half, you know what I mean? It's a oh. long-term thing and now I'm going to get into this phase of it. So I'm not surprised one bit.
2: Yeah. I uh, was like super impressed as you were talking, you know, describing how everything played out just like yeah. yeah Your consciously the branding and everything.
0: Super like super I always tell people though. It's like I wasted away I wasted away six years, bro. Six, seven years bullshitting here. You know what I'm saying? Doing corporate America jobs, like trying to impress them motherfuckers, trying to do my thing, try to keep it real and be like, nah, fuck this shit. I don't want to do that. Bro, I done sold weed here, bro. I done did, man, sold weed, sold all kind of shit. I done fucking been to jail. I done fucking been to the service industry, bartending, been doing serving tables. I done did manual labor. I did all that shit in the last, like I said, 10 years. I lived eight lives. That's why I tell people I lived eight lives, bro. I done been a, a woulda, coulda, shoulda dude, man. I done been one of those one day when this happened kind of dude. Like when I get that day, when that, when that day comes, when I get this, blah, blah, blah. I, I was them. That was me. I was one of the potential guys that people always t- tell you how much potential you got so young. And then you start feeding into that shit. And then I, been, I done been in all that shit, bro, where. Like I, I theoretically I supposed to already been like, uh, like successful. It's fucking whatever I chose though. It didn't matter. That's the whole thing is that like it didn't matter what I choose. Like I could be successful if I push it right. Mm. And so, and it's like I don't know. It went from like applying myself to this comment to me falling in love with it. So I know that this is it. But it's like I done been through all that shit. I done lived out and been fucked up. I done stayed on couches, bro. I done took sabbaticals away from women just because like I, I ain't in financial financial, and mental state to try to get no pussy right now. I done did all that stuff, bro, all these sacrifices to get to here. And so now it's like when I got into comedy, I came in like, nah, fuck this. Let's beat down the block. Everything I supposed to been doing for the last six years, I I got to catch up. I got to make up for all that time. So now that's why my work ethic like that. That's why I'm coming in like, nah, let's bang it all down. I'm going to do the craziest shit ever. I'm going to do a round of fucking way trips. I'm going to go here. I'm going to end up the next day in this place. I, like, I'm willing to try all that stuff. Because everything else has been different. Everything else I tried didn't work. So like, why am I scared now? So it's like, but now this shit working though. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm meeting people. I'm meeting people. They know. Like people know I can go into cities, different cities now. I'm going to a lot of big market cities, and people be like, oh yeah, hey, I'm in town, bro. I'm trying to do some shit. I'm coming to town this time. Like yeah, I'm trying to do some shows. Like people, they know me now. They know me in different cities. So that's that's a, that's why I feel a blessing the most.
1: You uh, you had this one bit. About uh, I want to talk about the joke for a second, like crafting a joke. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you have this one bit about how you like Newport cigarettes. In all their ads, white people are smoking Newports. Mm -hmm. White people on the beach playing the ukulele, whatever. But those aren't the type of white people that smoke Newports. The type of white people that smoke Newports around here live in Madison and Antioch. So when you go to different cities, like when you go to Atlanta, Chattanooga, whatever... Are you? Do you ask? You know, I mean, one of the homies there. Hey, what's the oh, yeah. what's the Cuddy City around here? And you kind of oh, yeah. adapt a joke like that.
0: Oh, for sure. Louisville is uh Louisville is Portland, Kentucky. Uh, Atlanta, it will be like Bankhead or or the old East Side, uh, like because East Nashville, like pretty mm-hmm. much how East Nashville is East Atlanta, like the same way. Uh, and, uh Huntsville, Alabama, is uh, it's gonna be Mason Courts. Uh, and if you're in Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, you can just say Bessemer, the town of Bessemer. That's always like I, I did. I did my first theater like it was a thousand seat theater. It was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, a guy named Funny Man booked me. Uh, he does the viral mm-hmm. videos on Facebook uh, that about Alabama football. Get like two million views a week. It's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so he brought me down to a thousand seat. See uh, the thing i asked him before i went there i was like man why should i man what's the place He's like say bessemer I man bro i said bessemer bro and to hear a thousand people like lose their shit and i it was a clean uh-huh. show too so it was like so the whole thing is like man i'm going at that i'm going at that with a gun but it ain't my goddamn uh it ain't my gun i'm used to having it ain't my artillery that i'm used to working with it's like it's my secondary right but still but i had a good ass set doing it clean and that like i said that joke to hear him like they catched it all at the same time to hear 1,000 people give you their feedback right then and there. That was like, it was amazing. That was special for jokes you're talking about. I've been working on these jokes in front of 10 people, 15 people. You know what I'm saying? If these open mics, three people, something like five. It like, don't matter. How many people? That's what I've been working these jokes out on because that's how they start. And then to do it in front of 1,000 people then you feel that feedback, yeah. There's a new one I got where I do a new one about Mayor Pete. Try to ask people what's the East Nashville or whatever city they in you know what i'm saying and i use that yeah it's like cuz that they, they let them know that oh okay at least he cared enough to know to 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 relate with us you know what i'm saying like he cared, yeah, that's the. all it's like it's a, it's a, it's funny that's the funniest thing cuz you know sometimes they don't somebody might not be as like they might not got the pulse of the city you know what i'm saying so you might throw that name out. you might be like damn they didn't hit like it's supposed to you know what I'm saying? Like, like like damn bro you don't know nothing about this city damn. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, like, we asked what a fucked up party. Like, well, it's not really a fucked up party here. You be like, damn. Like, how the, how the fuck <laughs> yeah. y'all, the fuck y'all stay at? Yeah. Berry, How the fuck ain't no fucked up party? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of a thing. That's, yeah, that's kind of like how, that's why I was saying earlier about like customizing. It's like, I like to customize a little bit just to give them that pulse. Just let them right. know. Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. I'm here. I've been here. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I do always talk about like, when I talk about traveling, I always talk about traveling to these different cities and I try to mention some of the stuff about the city to bring that little authenticity to it and people be like, Oh yeah, he been there. You know what I'm saying? How you know about that? Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's it's been crazy. That's been my that's been my thing. I've been like loving doing to see people reacting to that. That's why I'm saying I hate that's the only thing I do laugh sometimes when I do jokes, but it's not I'm never laughing at myself though. It's like I'm laughing laughing because I see how people react. And that's like some of the dopest shit to see how somebody like react to your joke.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, earlier, you mentioned something about the LOL Network and working with them. Yeah, that's a uh, is that Kevin
0: Hart's? It is Kevin Hart's uh, network. So, uh, uh, sh- so shout out like for uh, like it's like Katrina Coleman, uh, Tommy Oler, um, Craig Brewer. Um, Craig Brewer is the guy. He's uh, currently he's like uh, uh, right now. I guess well, I don't know what he's at now, but the Empire he was executive producer like the last three seasons because he uh, he wrote Hustle and Flow. Oh, okay. and that was his movie directed that and you know what I'm saying so he already knew he was already working with Roger P and Terrence Howard before kind of thing and so he wanted he seen the show and he wanted to make it into an actual TV show just so he came to Katrina them like yeah we want to do this we want to make this like a real show and the whole thing is that like You Look Like was the first show I did out of town other than Jackson it was in Memphis I did that I asked him for it because I ended up meeting Tommy at a show up here I'm like hey man yeah I want to get on that show so the whole thing I did that show yeah, I did like the fifth the fifth one that they ever done. And then that was like, Hey, you wanna come back for the All Star? You did well. I was like, Yeah. So I did the sixth one. And so so I like I was I got in on that first year and then so it was like by the time of that it was like, Yeah, Yo, you had we we thought you was a real good competitor, you was funny, you, was, you had a good energy. So like we wanna put you on the show. We're gonna get it, we're gonna pitch it. And it was like we're gonna pitch it to a song to a, a, like a network. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Like so I went down there. And that's the whole thing. That's funny too, because we were talking about Tuscaloosa. So the whole thing is that I went and did that Tuscaloosa thing. I went and did Tuscaloosa with another comment from here. We left Tuscaloosa at like four o'clock in the morning. Drove from Tuscaloosa up to Nashville. From Nashville, I came and I jumped in a car and then went to Memphis and ended up in Memphis by noon. And I like I did all that in one weekend. I stayed in Memphis for the next four days, and we did twelve hour shoots for the next like for the next fucking three days. And that was the most. That was my first time. That's that the most professional I felt i would say and then the, actually which is funny the job that me and ryan me and ryan used to work together uh i ain't gonna say the spot because do don't matter. you know what i'm saying but the whole thing is that i quit that job that weekend to work for funny man because they wanted me to do a, a food running shift and i always felt like this place was disrespectful anyway so i was like food running shit you got me fucked up i am think i'm gonna miss money and do, miss what i love to do so i was like nah I told him I ain't coming. It was like, like, so what 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 you saying? I'm like, I'm telling you I ain't coming in. They're like, whatever what you think I'm saying? Well, I didn't come in. And so I quit there. And so I quit that the work and then after after I quit there, I did that show with Funny Man. After that show, he was like, I wanna bring it to to the theater. I was like, Oh damn, they open up that bridge. So I, I knew that it was after I quit that day.
1: So it paid it paid. Immediately to... that
0: after that show that day. He said, I want you to do the theater on 420. I quit, I quit that job in like March or some shit. He's like, I want you to come do the theater with me, 420 weekend. I'm like, all right, yeah, shit, hell yeah, yeah. So it, it, I felt immediate payback because that job like, had covered the food, hotel, you know what I'm saying, the cause they paid me money to do it. So everything was covered. So I'm like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I made the right decision because right after that show that I quit for, I got a job off and so it was like, oh, yeah, I did right. You know what I'm saying? I knew. This, yeah. like, I did the right thing immediately. I was like, oh, yeah, I did the right thing. But the whole thing, I don't I don't walk in. The whole thing, since after like my first year, I walk in any job, I walk in, I quit. I quit for comedy. It don't matter. I don't care now. It's like, I go in job and I be willing to walk out for the littles, my new thing, if you don't give me my way. You know what I'm saying? Which is fucked up. Like, it is, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. just quit a job a few weeks ago. The same thing, and anyone even not me get my way, just I felt disrespected. I know like, oh, I, ain't gonna, I don't take this from jobs. Comedy is my life. That's, I, that's what that's what's gonna pay the bills for the rest of my life. Fuck y'all for this little, just temporary shit. You know what I'm saying? I hustle out here. I do whatever I got to do to make a few hundred dollars. I can do that on my own, but I ain't finna sit here and like sell my, sell myself short for some y'all being petty. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, it's that's the whole thing that. After I did that show, it's like they they, they did it and we pitched it. We, I did a lot of writing for it. I did I participated in two episodes and I did writing for a lot of uh, other ones, other comics, and we all kind of wrote as a group. And so the whole thing is that by the end of it, we was like, oh man, we killed it. And then so it took, which is funny, whole things that we did that that was two years ago. Nobody knew that we thought it was still on the shelf, bro. We pos we supposed to came out in February. So we think it's supposed to come out. Like, not in February. We supposed to come out in like October, November. So we think it's supposed to come, out. It didn't come. We like, they're like, it might not come out, bro. 6%, 6%. Might not come out. So we think it's not going to come out. And then next thing I know, bro, I'm at work. I'm literally at work, bro, on a Sunday brunch. And the first thing I know, I get tagged from LOL Network in, a, in an Instagram post. I'm like, what the fuck going on? So I go and I look at my Instagram. And they and like, they like So the whole thing is that to announce the show, like the, that's, that the show's coming to the, the network, they use my video and they use me like that was the promo that was the promo yeah, yeah it was my video That's and wild. so like when i posted that i'm at work i told you i was at work so i just posted reposted it to my like instagram and i reposted it to my facebook and i just went back to work and then by the time i got to work i like i announced it to everybody like nobody that I did the show with knew not even the people who started it nobody knew it was coming out like so until the day they they tagged me and i posted that so yeah. when i did that that let everybody know Damn. Yeah, and they used my promo, and yeah, they used a lot of my promo, which is crazy, man. Like, like, an episode, like the episode that like I'm named on, like one of the episodes is named after like some of my jokes that I did on the show. I think that's dope. They used my promotion a lot. They used a lot. They they've, they've done a lot. I'll say, lol. They definitely have like they did do their part in promoting it. And also promoting the comics that's that's on the show, and I think that was very that was like very good. I, I do support them for that, and I appreciate them doing that kind of thing because, yeah, they gave me They got me several different type of promos. I got different videos. I got memes. I got all kind of shit that they made. You know what I'm saying about the show. So I will say that that's that's one thing. If you're a social media like comic, a comic that that's, that know how to use social media, they do give you tools to use that you can kind of promote and use with them to help promote what you got going on.
1: That's gotta be different working with them versus working with someone like versus or even zanies working with zanies versus working with someone like Radio Cafe. I mean
0: Yeah. is bigger than everybody knows though.
1: Zany, there's a zanies in Hella City, Zanies Chicago, whatever, everywhere.
0: That's different. Like okay. So so the whole thing with this, so is a is is uh downtown Chicago Zanies. That's the original. But in Chicago, they got two suburb zanies, which is uh Rosemont, Illinois. And also, uh, what's it called? St. Charles, Illinois. Both of them suburbs of Chicago. Those are different from Nashville, though. Because Nashville, they still under the same... They like, like I guess like brother and sister or whatever. But they're not like in the same like tunnel stuff. They got their own thing kind of going separate. But uh, Nashville, they also got a thing going with, uh, with uh, what's called Stand Up Live in Huntsville. And then they also do a lot of like like concerts too, like mm. like comedy, like when they do when you see comics come up, to like the Bridgestone and to like the Ryman and stuff like that. Like Zanies does have a hand in that. t pack when you see the bigger stuff, Zanies do have hand in that, that the promotion and marketing. So yeah, they they're powerhouse. They're powers like they like I said, they a lot bigger than a lot of people even realize. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I I do feel fortunate for the opportunities I have been to to like to work with them and especially to to get to know the owners. And then to get to know the bookers that work there and work the club and the staff, it's always a one. It's Zany's and stand up live. They mm-hmm. got to got two of the best staffs I've I've encountered. Mm-hmm. Uh, like also comedy Works got a fire fire staff too.
1: It's good yeah. shit, man. I w-
0: yeah, I was
2: gonna ask about Nashville. Like <coughs> as far as the the comedy scene here, what do you think it's missing or like something that it could use to kind of elevate it a little more further?
0: Uh, this is uh. One thing I do say, uh, we need the respect of the city, and um, it's like we got publications in town that they are definitely not always ready to connect with that yet. Uh, they are they're more into it with people. That's it's weird. Like a lot of times, a lot of publications here ain't willing to get their hands dirty and find out about the scene here. Uh, but also we we had a, a, what is called I guess a suitcase scene. You know what I'm saying? Everybody who kind of started here and, and and a little better, they left this place to kind of make a better name in their next city more than in Nashville. Mm. Uh, you got people like neighbor Gadzi, uh He never really, I guess, was a, really a part of Nashville scene, but he kind of went to Chicago and New York and was more of a New York scene for sure. Mm. Uh, you got Keith Appelstadt, kind of the same thing. He went to Vandy. Then he's uh, up in New York, too. Uh, you got Mary Mack. Uh, she started here, but she's out in, like, Minnesota somewhere. Like, somewhere where it's cold as shit out in the Midwest. She's like, But she's, like, she got comedy credits and, like, Comedy Central and stuff like that. Um, who else here uh, that kind of got out? Um, that's, the, I guess, the main people. Now we got, like, the second go-round of people now. So now we got, like, Nate Bugazzi back here now. So, at, like, now he's going to raise his family closer to here. Um, then we got uh, we got Dusty Slate now.
1: I see Dusty's name everywhere, man.
0: He's yeah. traveling. Yeah, man. Dusty for the, like, Dusty for the take it to the next level. He's one yeah. of the first people, like, if, they, if it would be, like, the like the first round pick, he's, like, the number one first round pick. He's, like, the Kyler Murray right now. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, like, like, so he got that going for him for sure. He got a lot of good stuff. He's very funny. Uh, actually, I, I seen the best, like, I seen, like, not to knock him at all, I'm not, but I seen the best I've ever seen him do. It was on our last brunch show. And and I ain't saying it in a negative way, but just his glow was different. It's like that confidence level, that delivery, that writing. I just seen that he made that turn. And it was like, I was like, okay. That was, it was really good. inspirational to see that too. You know what I'm saying? To see somebody get that kind of that next little like chip. And like, you can t- I could see that he, he definitely, he definitely, he had that little look in his eye. There was that, that confidence, that fire. That was good to see. But yeah, he got a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. I consider myself like a, like a late first round grade, you know what I'm saying? On me, you know what I'm saying? But I I, I like I know I know my time coming, you know what I'm saying? I know I'm going to get drafted and all that shit, but it's about me doing my stuff.
1: Bro, don't nobody do 200 plus shows in their first year, man.
0: Yeah. Man, yeah, it was it was dumb. I don't know how it happened. But, <laughs> yeah. And I was... really I really don't cuz I tell cuz the whole thing I, I'm not a comedy fan. And I hate to I always say that right I am yeah, I know. You
2: are a big comedy fan,
0: yeah. dude. That's all I
1: on Netflix, man. There's no doubt. I watch old. I watch reruns, of, of, like of the same show. I'm the, yeah. worst. the same specials.
0: Yeah, I'm the worst, bro. It's like the whole thing is that my comics that I that I lean to the most, the the, the two I lean to. The reason why I lean to them because that was the comics I listened to before. I, before I like before I I didn't really look for comics. I told you I was Corporate America selling weed, doing all kind of other shit in the time. So I wasn't like I'm doing doing music. I was more music first, so I know more about music. Than I do comedy. I can tell you more about music. That's where my expertise come in. Um, but yeah, comedy. So Dave Chappelle, my favorite comic. You know what I'm saying? And then Bernie Mac, right out there, my favorite too, personally. And mm. you know what I'm saying for Bernie Mac because his bravado, and then just like that, that stage and the bravado about him, was just like it was amazing. And Dave Chappelle just because his insight and the way he look at stuff. You know what I'm saying? That was my the kind of drum. That's kind of, I guess, that's what I kind of. Figure that like that's like the medium of my comedy. I'm like I don't know. I feel like I ain't saying I'm better than any of them. guys. like or even tonight even say better. Not even next to their level. But I'm saying that a little bit of Deja Pelle and Bernie Mac. That's kind of how I would describe my style. And it's like and it's just because I want I want to be I want that kind of feel and that vibe. And so for Nashville, I, I just think we need all everybody. In. I, I, we got a few talented people that I think. It's going to be some big things to come. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, we got Dusty already a little more further ahead. Uh, we got Aaron Weber. Uh, he's just been doing a lot of stuff. That's who I came up with. Me and him came up together. Uh, so Aaron doing a lot of good stuff, man. Uh, he's been working with John Chris. They've been doing a tour. And I think that just wrapped. You uh, got Laura Peak, my little sis, in comedy. She have really blown up the last like uh, like year and a half.
1: She got that shout out. Was it Esquire magazine? Uh, it Esquire was, or uh, GQ No, nah, it was
0: uh, Thrillist. Oh yeah, yeah Thrillist. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh number one undiscovered talented uh comedian in Tennessee. And um
1: Yo, speaking on that, uh you said like publications are afraid to kinda cover that. I didn't think about it until you said it, but yeah, like the Tennessean and, and uh The same, You know, and Focus magazine, Nashville Scene, uh, say, Nashville Guru, whatever any anybody yeah. you want to name here, they they have reviews of
0: Albums, their reviews. of Man, I tell you what, man. I I got a friend that just told me yesterday she's working. I guess with the Nashville scene to improve that. But I'll say this, bro. Nashville scene. I like not to like to speak down upon them, but they did. They like, bro. I say this. They got who makes the best? Goddamn it, scrambled eggs or some shit in Nashville. <laughs> I don't know, bro. They got who make the best or whatever. They got they make up categories so just so they can throw in people. Right, bro. right. They do. that's like, who got the best? Who got the best? Uh, Performance and rock locally. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, you gave so many adjectives just to get to that answer. It was like, bro, they go out their way to find out who got the best goddamn smoothie and all. <laughs> all this, I'm saying, bro. Some that don't take any. Th- I ain't, ain't knocking on people, but that's that's not talent, bro. That's a recipe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And you got some like talent, bro. We got people out here that's busting their ass going to these open mics. It's not uh, Nashville's favorite comedian, Nashville's best comedian, Nashville like, just best a little, show. like a little. We don't got nothing. So I feel like yo. Know, so so somebody who doing comedy as and somebody who's doing art, I'ma find it like disrespectful. Especially like I said, literally, bro. You can name any food, bro. Any kind of coffee. But I got who make the best chai latte, bro. Like some, I promises like that. In every all these categories, but I got 500 categories. in in the Nashville scene about what's the best of Nashville. It's not even one mention, other than the club, I think. I think they do what's the best club in Nashville, which everybody know that answer. So, you know what I'm saying? So, y'all doing like, so it's like, so what y'all doing? And them people who did, like, yeah, which everybody already know who the best club is, but also that that best club been buying ads ever since I've been in Nashville in that paper too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and they they don't really mess with them into the capacity. So this whole thing is like, it's like, man, so... It's gonna take somebody really blowing for they gonna really wanna be on somebody's back. But the whole thing is they better I hope it's not me.
1: Well, that's a good point, because the re the rest of that's getting saturated. Yeah. Like restaurants open and close every day. Every day. And every y'all day. restaurants yeah. getting saturated. Hotels are still growing, but you know, it's getting it's, it's getting saturated, saturated too. You see yeah. it on the edge, yeah. You know? And comedy's
0: the opposite. It's it's brand new. I know we got since then, so we was talking about that. So we got Zanies, of course. Then we got uh we got uh Third Coast where we before mentioned. Then we have uh now are just opened in March. We got uh based out of Chicago comedy bars here now. Um, Where's that? It's um Gino's it's what Geno's is with Geno's East, uh the Pizza Spot, the Deep Dish. Uh it's downtown like on Third Ave, Third Avenue. Uh but yeah, that they, they here in Nashville now. So it's comedy is is people are really like paying attention to that. So that's why I feel a disrespectful that the like the publications don't notice that we out here busting our ass. Like, we got some people out here making noise, and we got some people out here really put some stuff on our back. You know what I'm saying? I'll say this, man. I know that, like I say, I've seen a lot of them, like them def- different categories that they made, and I found it, like I say, I'm always going to find it disrespectful into comedies on there, into not just one comedy category. It don't need to be who's the favorite comedian. It need to be who the favorite comedian is, who the favorite... So the show is what's the favorite uh improv sketch group what's the favorite? They need to be all aspects of comedy like we go, like we do coffee mm-hmm. if we're gonna do coffee that way. you need to do comedy the same way Nashville saying. I hope you hear this Nashville scene <laughs> I am talking to y'all I'm talking to the well, east at East Nashville magazine. I'm talking to y'all I'm talking to uh the other one what's the other the one? Native. native? i want I want y'all to know too. We need them write ups we don't just need y'all, and we need y'all to do y'all research too. I done seen. Some articles and the little, little, little pinches of articles that y'all ain't dig deep enough. Y'all gotta find out the people who are out here doing this, the people who going to these mics all week. Do your research, publications. Y'all need to reach out, start messing with these Nashville comics. Cause when imagine. we, yeah, cause when we get to, the, when we get on Netflix and HBO and Showtime, don't be trying to kiss our ass and want <laughs> interviews then. Cause I'm like me, y'all better hope it ain't me. Y'all better hope like you better hope it's the, 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 the comics who are nicer. Because I feel like, like, give me, give me my flowers now. These people, that's a part of you alls job. Y'all got to know that. There's a budding comedy scene. We out here out east. We in all the popular neighborhoods. We got good. We got good shows out east Nashville. We got good shows out in South South Nashville. That's where the club is. We got good shows out in the uh, the, uh, the Marathon Village now, because that's where uh, Third Coast is. We got good shows third t- uh, downtown, because that's where uh, Comedy Bar is. We got all these different stuff going on i think they're just like i don't know i guess all the all, all the local spots gotta buy ads or some shit for them for them to, I, don't know, I don't know bro we, i just know they don't fuck with us enough
2: yeah so more support from the community really yeah like from nashville we need nashville
0: we need we need y'all to come out we need the regular people we need the people who willing to come and see something different who's tired going standing up watching they same friends play the same spots every week come and yeah. come and get come try something different Come and bring somebody to some stuff, and 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 like I said, we, and that's and that's why I tell the, my, my, the community all the time, let's off let's offer people like like restaurants. We were mentioning earlier, Let's offer people that type of like options in comedy, though. Let's give them the opportunity to go to improv. Uh huh. Let's give them opportunity to go to just straight comedy showcase. Let's give them the opportunity to go to like theme shows, roast battles. Let's give them to go to. Uh, the, all these different types of shows. Let's go get them to come to podcasts let let's, That's what I'm saying. We need to do that too. We need to diversify and open up, like I seen to that too. Uh, Atlanta right now they have they have every other week they got two shows, but tonight yeah they, they got two shows or so they got one called Beer and Comedy. It's at Spring uh, not, it's not Spring but Sweetwater Brewery uh mm-hmm. down in Atlanta yeah. that uh that room. Dude. Zach
1: loves their four twenty. Yeah, man, they got a
0: new that's one called right. they got They got another one called Mango Kush. That oh, shit, yeah, shit. that shit smell like bro. You light it, you open that shit up, it smell like somebody like little blunt. It's just, it's potent. So, but they do uh, they got this fire room up top though. So that's what they do is uh, they do the comedy at 200, 250 every other Monday. I did it on Fourth of July. Four hundred people showed up on a Monday. And you know what I'm saying? Then in the same night at nine o'clock or nine thirty, they got the Star Bar, which is one of the best spots to do in the country. Is every Monday, so all the big names come there. The last time I was there, last two times I was there, uh, Tiffany Haddish was there, popped in, and then no way, yeah, no, bro, that was one of the best nights I've ever. That's one of the best lineups I have personally been on because it was, it was Clayton English, Clayton English from Atlanta, but he also won. uh He won last Comic Standing. He was there. Mm. Rob Hayes, who used to live in Atlanta, but now he like he does late night. He be doing late night stuff stuff now. He's on the national commercial with Philo. He was there. Dose Sloan was there from the Today Show with uh, Trevor Noah, the black lady with the, mm-hmm. with the afro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So she was there. Um, David Purdue was there. David a, like, uh he's an Atlanta comic, but he's also been doing a lot of stuff on television-wise. He's been doing big stuff on TV, credits-wise. He was on the show- Man, it was like, it was so many heavy hitters on this show, bro. It was like, man, this one of the best lineups I've ever been on. You know what I'm saying? And then the other time I was there, it was uh, like Hannibal Burrs was there. And then like, so the whole thing is that Hannibal Burrs was talking to these girls after the show, but then the, sh- uh, the girls were like, hey, they talking to Hannibal. I-, I passed by, they're like, hey, you was funny too. And then so, uh, yeah. yeah, so the Hannibal like... <laughs> Man so yeah yeah it was it was funny man so that's like I said I oh, yeah. so I was like hey thank you all and Hannibal was like oh you a comic you know I was like yeah I'm a comic so you know I I say this a lot of people say all kind of stuff about him about his an ass and stuff I don't I take I take everybody the same like uh, how you treat me that's how I gauge it. he treated me like I was a, a colleague like I was a peer he didn't t- treat me like I was a second rate local comic or nothing whatever you want to call me but he so for me I had nothing negative to say about that man he treated me with respect so I I can't do nothing but say the utmost like, respect for him.
2: Well, I was going to ask two things. Um, Can we get a joke or two?
0: I, I would say I will not do a joke. Okay. But this is what I say, though. We
2: got to come to see no, you. No, not
0: even. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Like, I know he going to do it. He's been coming. Uh But I'm going to tell you this. Y'all can, use, uh, y'all can use a track off of the album. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, 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 Ooh, great good, idea. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's like, yeah. This, that's great what, So that's why, that's my whole thing now. Yeah, so, great idea. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can use that like an outro or whatever. For sure. That's <laughs> that marketing mind right there. Yeah, yeah, so that, yeah, and so, yeah. So that's what I would say that. That'd be the best way. So uh, this summer, like I said, I got a lot going on. So I'm going to be kind of in and out of the city a lot. But this is some of the best information I can give. First, I'm going to give some show information uh my one of my next upcoming shows that's that's kinda that we do that we promote we got the uh summer series uh with the laugh in the lounge um uh, is that said city winery in the lounge and city La- uh winery up top It's like a, we kind of try to create the club atmosphere a little bit because uh you get to sit down you get to order off a food menu a full food menu with uh with a kind of good like with a good shelf driven menu we also got uh got a full bar there you got bottles of wine uh that's beer whatever you need and you can order your food you got your own server You got comedy so I always try to tell people to come out there you can get that from laughs on the lounge and city winery website comics from uh we got comics from Atlanta, Louisville, Nashville, all over going to be going to be on that show so it's going to be fire so definitely come out we are working on sponsorship from a from a liquor producer right now to, to take over to help with some sponsorship and promotion with that uh we also starting Don't Tell Comedy, so go to don'ttellcomedy.com, look up Nashville. I cannot tell you where it's gonna be at. I cannot, because it is a top secret, but we do got that stuff coming up from you. We're gonna do our kind of promo afterwards to let them know what kind of thing we got going. It's gonna be fire. We're finna set the scene real quick. Um, but then with that, we got that coming up, and then uh like my album is out right now. Uh it's called Petty, it's Brad Sativa. Petty is on Spotify, it's on Amazon. It's on uh, it's on fucking iTunes. It's on all the major YouTube, Red. You can find it on everything. Keep punching it into and in, uh to Pandora, so it can be on there. So just keep punching there. It. It's almost there. Get it there. You know what I'm saying? So let's do that. Uh, like if you want to see the clothes, we've been talking about the hats and the clothes all show. If you want to see what we got going on, you can go on Instagram at at uh, Sativa S A T I V A underscore B N A. Like once again, S A T I V A underscore B N A like Nashville. So Sativa Nashville, that's our airport code. So yeah, look at look yeah, look it up. I got all kind of hats, beanie, shirt, everything. DM me. I ship all across the country. Let me know. I've been shipping across the country. We we can make it happen. Hit me up on there. My regular Instagram is uh, at Brad underscore Sativa. You know how like I said I told you how to spell it once. You know how I spell it now. You never. <laughs> uh it's on Twitter. I never used Twitter but Brad_ underscore uh, Sativa when I hit it big, i tweet more. I guess so <laughs> I got more open time. But still you can go ahead and follow it, man. I tweet and re-, re like at least repost stuff along there. and then Facebook uh Brad Sativa BNA. And that's my page. We got we got a little bit over uh, we got a little bit over 1000 people already like it, which I think that's cool and I want to like better I want to push it to a few more 1000 and keep pushing. Then I'll do even more stuff off of that. But like, yeah, I do. I do all this. Look out for the, look out for the special coming out. Uh, Brand Sativa, Petty the special. So my like special. Like I don't know. I might name it something different special. Petty Petty something like. That. But it's, it's gonna be Petty. Uh, and then also look up Josh Wagner's Orange Juice. That's the other one. That's gonna be the other one. And we got three more albums we doing this year. So I'm doing three more albums this year. Executive producing. So I'm going to have a few minutes. Like by the end of this year, we are gonna have. Five specials, five albums, ain't nobody uh, nobody else underground comic doing that, so that's something different.
2: All right, yeah, yeah. That's Brad t v Make sure and give him a follow on Instagram and uh check out his upcoming shows. You can you know where we're at, Thieves of Nashville on Instagram. Give us a follow, show us some love, we'll show it right back. Um subscribe to us, uh to our podcast, leave us some review,
0: and uh yeah, we out.
2: We
1: out. Yeah. Appreciate
0: Thanks, the Brad. time, man. Oh, yeah. Bang, bang. Appreciate y'all. All right, guys. I am about to get up out of here. About to get up out of here. Oh, yeah. no, Not yet, though. Not yet. Not yet. Um, I do. I'm doing. Uh, I got a new closer, though, guys. I got a new closer. Yeah, I've never. I've never done this closer ever in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I shouldn't do it. Oh, yeah. Drink more. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna kill this because you said that. I feel like you're testing my motherfucking gangster. Oh yeah. So yeah, I got got new clothes. I've never done this before, but uh, as you know, like I said, I smoke a lot of weed, guys, I do. I smoke too much weed sometimes. And I like to do, uh, if y'all know this about me, I used to write songs before I got into comedy. And it's this cheat code, it's this cheat code, it's this thing that's called Rhyme Zone. You can always go to Rhyme Zone, you can cheat, you can put a word in, you can find out what it rhymes with, it give you what it rhymes with, what it's close to rhyming with, it gives you a definition, and it gives you a sentence. I'm petty though. I'm petty. I told you to cut that goddamn phone off, didn't I? (laughs) It's all right, it's all right. I, I, I like the devil's in there. I'm petty though. So I get, one day I'm good and drunk and high and I get on that search engine. I'm like, oh, you find all the words and the rhyming words and the definition. Let me type in one thing. Let me type in nigger. I'm petty, I'm telling you. So I typed in nigga. It did not give me a definition. Did not. It didn't use it in a sentence, <laughs> but I tell you what it did do. It gave me every word that rhymes with it and that's similar to it. So I was like, well, if I was a racist, it might not give me the definition, but I could write one hell of a racist poem. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the pocket? No. Is this the pocket? Yes. So I was thinking. (laughs) If I was a real just racist dude, what would I write about? This is what I came up with. In this story, I'm not a winner. My pappy didn't raise no quitter. I can remember, so I'm bitter. I might be a sinner, but I am also a (laughs) repentant. I'm throwing my money out the window like it's litter. I should have spent it on a stripper. (laughs) With body that's covered in glitter, Maybe that brunette or that firecracker ginger. (laughs) At least I'll be more chipper. (laughs) I don't like that she still hangs with my sister. (laughs) But I can see the bigger picture, (laughs) and it makes me sicker. It makes me shiver until it make my white skin quiver.
1: <laughs>
0: My Cinderella must be lost in some ghetto in Denver. <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> she's a re- she's a repentant offender. So I'm triggered. She probably smoking Newports now, I figured. Her and that big lip kisser, good dick deliverer, what he pulled out his zipper was a little bigger, a little thicker, and a lot stiffer. But just consider, I was fine with the wiggers. But now I'm bitter, and I'm gonna get on Twitter and tell everybody why this nigga turned my daughter into a Snickers licker. (laughs) That's my motherfucking time, blast the team? bang bang, god damn it, bang motherfucking bang. <laughs>
1: Thank y'all for coming out. Appreciate y'all.